0: All right, dads, I have an awesome guest joining me today. Bubba Page is a first-class father of eight children. That's right, eight kids. He is a highly successful entrepreneur who began his own business-to-business company, which he ran for 11 years before selling it. He and his wife started multiple businesses, including FunCheapOrFree.com. They are wildly popular on social media, and with eight kids, they are really just crushing this parenting game, and I love to listen to dads that have more kids than me, because I always stand the chance to learn or be inspired by them, and Bubba has twice as many kids as I do, so I'm very excited to have him here with me. Bubba Page will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Bubba Page was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And God bless the Page family with eight kids. I think that is awesome. My mother was one of eight children. She was the youngest and also the only girl. So I'm certainly glad that her parents didn't give up after their seventh boy and tried one more time for that girl. I do have a feeling that many families out there are going to be adding kids come New Year's after being shacked up for the whole COVID-19 lockdown, and outside of your relationship with God, there is nothing more important than your family, and as a dad, you are essential to your family, and whatever it is you do for a living is essential. Whatever you do to provide for your family, whatever job that may be, that is an essential job, despite what government or what uh, companies are telling you otherwise, uh, your job is essential as long as it's providing for your family, and dads are such an essential role in the family, and if you don't think so, just go and look at all the stats of these kids that are growing up without fathers in their life it has a real devastating effect on our community a devastating effect on our society so we need more dads that are involved in our kids lives and we definitely need to bring god back as a focal point here and i think a lot of these problems we have in our country would just start to go away and keep it locked into First Class Fatherhood Friday on the podcast. The Iceman himself, Wim Hof, is going to be joining me here. If you're unfamiliar with Wim's story, you got to Google him. Check him out. Look at some of the incredible feats he's performed. He is a multiple Guinness Book of World Records holder. I'm very excited when he shows up here. Don't miss out on that one coming Friday. And lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all of the upcoming guest announcements. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with Bubba Page. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode of First Class Fatherhood is being sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They worked with top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, they sent me their products, and I can tell you this, the packaging is first rate. The taste is delicious, especially the strawberry lemonade energy supplement. Also, I mixed one packet of the chocolate protein with a 12-ounce glass of milk, and it was banging. I would encourage everybody out there to try Ladder out for yourself, and right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can score 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport use the promo code better every day that's one word better every day and you're going to save 30% off the link is in today's show notes ladder.sport use the promo code better every day save 30% off and unlock your best in every situation with ladder Uh, joining me now first class father Bubba Page welcome to first class fatherhood
1: hey thanks guys for having me this is awesome
0: All right, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they?
1: (laughs) Well, we just uh, about four weeks ago added two more to the list of a total of eight. So we have eight kids. The oldest is only 10. We have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 7-year-old, a 5-year-old, a 3 turning 4 very soon, uh, a year and a half, and then two newborn twins. And what's crazy is that we have exactly four boys and four girls. It's like we planned it, and then it worked out.
0: Wow, yeah, it's amazing. You only have one set of twins in that batch, too. That's pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> did, did you guys always find out what you were having with the boys and girls? Did you do gender reveals or wait to the end? How'd you do that?
1: So we had one boy, one girl first. Those were our first two, and so my wife really wanted for the third to wait to find out, and we hated it. We both hated waiting, so we vowed to never wait again. We always found out, you know, around that whatever 18 to 20 week time frame where you can find out. So we knew what was coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we've done it both ways ourselves. For our third, we waited to the end and it was a it was a tough go. It was enjoyable either way. But uh, what, what, what type of sports or activities are the kids all into?
1: Uh, well, the kids love tumbling. Uh, we've got basketball, we've got soccer and baseball. I mean, we have enough that we cover the gambit of just about any sport. Uh, my son's really into mountain biking now. Um, I love that cause we live at the base of a mountain here in Utah. And, um, so really we cover just about anything skiing. We've been skiing up at our cabin. Uh, we've got the kids, uh, my son is snowboarding. The other kids are skiing. And then, um, you know, tumbling, though, takes up most of their time. They love it. My daughters love dance, of course. And uh, having four and four, it's it's a new world. I'm the youngest of four in my family. My wife is the middle of two boys in her family. So we've more than doubled both of our families that we grew up in. And uh, and so all the kids are doing all kinds of activities, except for right now during quarantine. You know, all at home, and we're all handling it on our own the best we can.
0: Yeah, we're all in the same boat there, And You mentioned that you touched on it a little bit there, but if you could just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do.
1: Absolutely. So I'm an entrepreneur. So I got started in college as a student entrepreneur and got help with mentors and advisors, and, and that helped me kind of get my initial start. And then I started a company um, right after my wife and I got married before we had any kids. And I promised my wife, look, if I can't make enough money before we have our first kid, I'll just quit. And go get whatever job to make sure I can support the fam. That was the goal. And exactly a year into starting my company, um, I was—I didn't take a paycheck for the first year. My wife supported us. She you know, made it work, uh, which was heaven sent for her uh, to do that for us. And a year into it, we had our first son. And uh, I was able to take just enough of a paycheck to survive. Um, I was an entrepreneur in the uh, business-to-business space for 11 years And as of four weeks ago, uh, let's see here, this Friday, it'll be four weeks, I sold my company. And it was heaven sent as just uh, one of those lifelong goals that I was hoping to be able to accomplish. And um, I was able to sell it. And it's been a great go. My wife and I also do businesses together. The last five years, I hired a CEO to run that 11-year-old company that I just sold. And so I didn't need to go in on a day-to-day basis to the office. So I was able to help my wife with a lot of the businesses that we do together that cover a lot on the social media side of things. So she's on YouTube at Fun Cheaper Free. She's on Instagram with Jordan Page. She's all over the Facebook and Pinterest and blog. Everything is there. And I've been able to help kind of run the the business side, entrepreneurship side of that.
0: Yeah, very incredible.
1: Yeah, well, I grew up in California. Um, Came here to Utah to go to school at, at BYU and that's where she and I met. And uh, we never thought we'd stay in Utah, ever. We thought we'd either go back to San Francisco or we'd go to her hometown, Portland, Oregon. And we ended up sticking around because of my, my businesses. And we love it here. It's just been incredible.
0: Yeah, so then, then Bubba, uh, taking it back to the beginning, how old were you when you had your first child and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life?
1: Absolutely. Um, married at 23, first child was at 25. Um, 25, 26. He was born in January, so it was right in between those years, and uh, it absolutely changed the perspective. I mean, obviously, you go from being single, a single dude, uh, to then being a married guy, and and then having a kid in just a couple years. Um, I had my baby, which was my business, right? That was my baby. I had, you know, built it from scratch, and everything I had done, I kind of treated it like my baby. And then when we brought in our our oldest, my son, that perspective changed quite a bit of what was most important in life. And even more so, about four years ago, I kind of had this spiritual awakening, almost I would call it, where uh, four to five years ago, roughly. And and I felt like I felt like business was going great. Uh, you know, things things were growing. We had grown. The business grew ten years straight. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Inc 5000 list. We were on the Inc 5000 list three years in a row uh, with my company. And so everything on that front was going great. But there was this perspective um, where I tried my hand at a software uh, technology company, um, raised venture capital, and after two years of blood, sweat and tears, it didn't work out. And so when I was shutting that company down, but my other business I didn't need to go in every day. I had this weird limbo timeframe, and I I used about a year time off to really center myself and you know get back into exercising, get back into you know spending more time with the family, and and I loved kind of being woken up with what was most important in life and God is first, my wife, my children, and then you can you know health and, and activities and hobbies and everything like that, but it's Putting God first was really the most important thing, and uh, luckily my wife is supportive in that. And my kids, uh, man, what's what's better than having kids? Everybody says like, well, how can you have so many kids? I'm like, well, which one do I would I give back? You know, you look at those kids, like you wouldn't give any of them back. You know, no matter how much trouble they cause you. And having eight kids, I'm only 36. My wife is 34. So having eight kids at this young of an age is is pretty insane. And we get all kinds of looks when we go out in public. Uh, again, not so much right now. But, you know, when we go into public, it's just hilarious. People are like, are those all yours? Are they their friends? Is it like a blended marriage? Like, what is this? How did this happen? Um, but – being a dad has really helped me to kind of center myself in, I want God to lead me so that I can lead my family and uh, help to take care of them the best I can.
0: Yeah, very well said, Bob, and I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I get that. Now, I have half of what you have. I have four kids, and whenever I'm out, I get I get like a double take. When people say, hey, how many kids do you have? And I say four. People think that's a lot. So, um, and, and you know what? My, my mother was one of eight. I'm one of uh, seven myself, and it's like, I I think years ago, people had bigger families and they had smaller places that they lived in. And then today we have people that have such a bigger place to live and they have a smaller family. So somewhere along the line, our, our, our value of what's important has gotten kind of skewed. And I think right now with this whole pandemic and the quarantine, I think a lot of people are starting to realize what's truly important and what really isn't. And I think it's eye opening for a lot of people as we sort of move through this period of history here.
1: Absolutely. When you think about what's going on and staying at home, sheltering in place, uh, for the first time in our lifetimes, um, have we been forced to stay at home, right? I mean this is – history books will remember this time forever. And, and as a dad, you're looking at your kids and you're seeing your wife struggle with all if, – if, if you're still working full time and you're trying to do it at home and, and you're trying to figure this out and you're watching your wife who, or, or your partner, whoever, you know whatever, that is taking care of all the kids when they're supposed to be at school – And now she's handing it at home. You know that you have to step in and help. You just have to. You you feel compelled to be able to step in and help. And I hope, um, you know, what I hope our family takes away from this is that really this time to be able to go out and exercise together, to read together, to study, to to learn new things. Uh, You know, my kids learn stop motion video. My kids are 10 and under – and they're doing an iPad app that can do stop motion video. It's like I would have never imagined that, but we had enough time to think. Well, what are some what are some things you guys want to learn? And uh, you know, my wife and I have seriously started talking about: Do we just forever homeschool? And is this something that we you know I don't know if we have the patience for it. I we we hope we would, but the the rec- the time that we're spending together right now has been so incredibly valuable. The slowdown. In life, to get rid of all the non-essentials uh, is, is just mind-boggling what it's doing for our family. And yes, it's hard sometimes to be cooped up and to be you know, uh, around each other all the time. But what we found is our – well, when you have eight kids, everybody's got a best friend. So that's helpful. Um, and, and we found that this is the time that we hope we will never forget. And we want to treat our lives moving forward more like we are living today than we were before too much hustle and bustle, too much busyness, too much activity to activity to activity that we'd only see our kids for a half hour in the morning and then, you know, an hour at night. And and that was it. And then you'd repeat, you know, six, five, six days a week and hopefully get a weekend together.
0: Yeah. Um, and, And Bubba, you know what? It's funny because I'd be picking up my kids from school and I'd be out in the parking lot listening to the other parents. And normally it's like Oh, uh, Timmy's got practice five days a week. He doesn't get home till late. My husband's got overtime and my daughter does gymnastics. And they complain about how much they do all this one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And they never have a chance to do anything. And now I listen to them on social media and they're all saying, Oh, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We don't. It's like, so how do you make some of these people happy? It's like, you know, you got to enjoy something that's going on here. So uh, I, I think a lot of people are coming to realize, hopefully, uh, it's making family stronger. And I'm there with you that I keep God first in my life and and, and present in, in everything that I do. And, um, you know, I, I just pray that this will make, I, I think the two biggest things that have been so hurtful to our society is, one, uh, obviously God being removed from so much of our schools and our and our social life. And the other being that there's a, a fatherless crisis that's going on in our country where so many kids are growing up without a dad or without a father figure in their life. And I think those two things combined have just had just crushing results on our society in whole.
1: You know, I would absolutely agree. I mean, the, the role of family and of parenting and of a father and a mother it is so dramatically more important than any of us have any concept of, I think. Um, there's a great book, Fa- uh, uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, I listened to it on Audible, and I thought it was just fantastic. And and one of the the principles that it taught in that book was that really these daughters are looking up to their fathers as their principal example. And you'd think, well, this is well, the mom, that's the mom, right? The mom's going to teach the daughter what to do. Their mom's the reality of what daughters are looking at their fathers for is who and what they're going to marry in the future, who they're going to date, who they're what. What uh, responsibilities that they are going to know or sh- should believe that that husband or father should take, the type of respect that that husband or father should be giving them, the the reality of respect and confidence in themselves has a lot to do with how the father, how we uh, respect and show them love. And uh, you know, it even talks about if as we as uh, as fathers, if we don't show enough affection to our daughters whether that's hugs or holding hands or giving them a goodnight kiss or whatever it is um, that they might look for it somewhere else. And I know for me having four daughters, to me, they're just gorgeous, amazing girls who yes, get in trouble all the time, but I want them to be able to go into this world with confidence, with power to be able to take on the challenges that are, that are lying ahead with the ability and the the smarts and the, the knowledge to know how to navigate this world with the right type of values. And when they do look for somebody to go and date, when they do look to marry at some point in the future, that they'll look, hopefully, hopefully, I can be the example that that they look at and say, I want somebody like my dad or better. Um, and and you know, it keeps me awake at night thinking about what who am I to be the example to my kids. And if I'm screwing up all the time, they're going to see that. They're going to feel that. And by all means, we all screw up. We're all human. And we're all going to mess up. And so by the grace of God, you know, we can kind of uh, come back to what we know is true. And we can make sure that we're aligning ourselves with true values and true principles that we're then bestowing upon our children and raising them in a home that is a sacred place, that is a safe place. Where they can feel the love that comes from you as a father, that comes from their father in heaven, and and honestly, it's just it, it gives me so much more peace to think, okay, if I can make sure to teach my kids these principles, and if I can better, if I can get better myself, uh, you know, for for example, I don't like to swear, I don't like to cuss, and uh, by all means, I don't judge anybody who does. I've got plenty of friends who do, right? But I've chosen not to do that because I want my kids to not have to hear that in the home. I want them to be able to think of other vocabulary words to use than just swear words. Um, you know, I've chosen not to drink. I've chosen not to uh, smoke. I've chosen not to do anything like that where my kids are looking up to me as the father figure in the home. And they're saying, okay, what does my dad do? What does my dad not do? What does my dad teach me is okay and is not okay? I've chosen to exercise more frequently. And again, like I said, it wasn't, I haven't always done that. Um, and to be able to get out there and exercise with my kids, they can see that this is something that's important to me. Even if something as little as eating healthier, your kids will see that and they will notice it. And you probably remember when your par- what your parents were doing. Um, and anyway, it's just, it gives me so much uh, gratitude that we've been given an opportunity to be a father. And it is so hard sometimes, um, as we all know, but uh, as we love our wives and as we treat them as the queens that they truly are, um, taking care of them in every way, shape or form, whether it's you know taking care of them as as uh, in the physical form, in the emotional form, it, with words of kindness and love, with serving them in the home, husbands, let's do the dishes. Right. Let's pick up the laundry. Let's make sure the trash is taken out. Let's let's do some of those things. I think the world will be a, a whole better place. And then, honestly, uh, uh, this may be pushing the envelope a little too far. But for those who are not married, you you guys out there, you know, try to uh, try to focus on a relationship. And if you are thinking of of creating a child with that person you might want to think about this long-term commitment right uh clayton christensen uh, wrote a book about um uh, uh what is the uh talks about the greatest investment you'll ever make is your children oh oh how will you measure your life thank you how will you measure your life by clayton christensen who recently passed away Gr- one of the greatest business book authors out there and he wrote this book called how will you measure your life he's known for all these business books and in the book, it talks about your kids being your longest-term and greatest investment. And if you think about it, you don't see the results right away, right? Uh, if you're if you're holding your newborn child as often as you get a chance, and changing those diapers as a dad, and feeding that child as often as you can, that will that connection that you'll have will parlay into them as a toddler. And as you relate to them and play with them on the ground and you're showing them how to play with trucks and cars, that will parlay into them being a a young adult and then into an adult and then even into adulthood. And when they have their own family, in my opinion, you can still be that dad and having a positive impact and trying to share that wisdom and knowledge that you've gained over your life. Um, uh, But anyway, it takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of of, uh, patience. It takes a lot of Uh, Of hard effort and discipline to be a dad and and try to be the best dad we can be. So it was a little long-winded. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Very well said there, Bubba. And you know what? I think a lot of the times we see that the the single guy portrayed On TV and in the movies as the guy that's always sleeping around with multiple women. He's got no responsibility. And that looks like the fun life. That looks like the easy thing to do. It looks like, why would I want to choose all this responsibility and having to provide for a wife, provide for a child? And they make it seem like, you know, the married guy's never getting laid. He's never having any fun. It seems like, uh, why would anybody want to aspire to be that? And I think that's why we see these guys so quick to give up on relationships, on parenthood, and just kind of take that easy route. And I think that it needs to be highlighted more of how rewarding it is to become a dad and to be a family man. And I I think, you know, um, it it would just be a benefit to everybody around. And and for me, uh, my, my daughter is my youngest. We had our three boys and then got the girl on the fourth try. So I love what you were saying there about, uh, you know, leading the way and, and showing your daughter what type of man to expect in their life. And I think it's good for my boys, too, uh, to kind of have the girl at home now because watching their reaction and how they've changed from that, the, bringing the girl dynamic into our house has been really cool to see them all, all respond to that. So, uh, but for, for us, going from uh, two to three was by far the most difficult challenge for my wife and I. That, that first <laughs> year felt like one night. Um, What would you say was the most difficult transition going from one all the way down to eight? What was the toughest uh, as far as adding the number of kids in for you? Let's be honest, dads. Right now, none of us want to set foot inside a store, but we still want to be able to get some awesome gear. That's why I'm excited to tell you that I have partnered with Bespoke Post, Spoke Post is a subscription service for men where every month you get to choose a box of awesome filled with unique items. Everything from grooming gear to unique house items to outdoor gear. I'm talking about stuff you can't find on Amazon. New boxes are added regularly for you to choose from. You have complete control over your subscription service and every box is packed with over $75 worth of gear but it only costs you $45 and as a bonus First Class Fatherhood listeners get 20% off their first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. That's boxofawesome.com enter the promo code fatherhood20 at the checkout and first class fatherhood listeners are going to receive 20% off their first box of awesome check the show notes for the link boxofawesome.com use the promo code fatherhood20 and receive 20% off your first box of awesome Um, what would would you say was the most difficult transition going from one all the way down to eight what was the toughest uh, as far as adding the number of kids in for you
1: you know, it's been so funny. My wife talks about this all the time because people are like, wait, what? You've, you've got eight kids. This is insane. And, you know, the reality of having this many children is it's just chaos all the time. Right. And, and you have to come to embrace that chaos. You have to love that chaos. And you can put order to that chaos, which we try to do. My wife is a productivity not, you know, ninja. She knows how to take care of things. I mean, that's she's known for that. Right. Online. And and so she has really helped to create systems and processes for our lives. But I think anytime you go from two to three, I'll be honest, it is always the hardest for any family. Once you get past that three and four threshold, once you keep adding kids, it really, it's not that bad. And I don't think people are like, oh, whatever, you're crazy. And it's, <laughs> you know, that two to three, you have, uh, what do they call it? You're on man-to-man defense, right? And then you go into zone defense once you got three, and it's so dang hard. Uh, but then after that, it's it's just. I mean, I should show you guys some videos, right? If you if you hop on my Instagram, you'll see some videos of my kids, and they're rolling down our little backyard hill, all holding each other's feet. So they're in this one long line, you know, rolling down this hill, and it's just it's a huge blessing to have these kids. My mom was a single, ch- an only child, and she grew up, and she was close to her cousins, which was helpful. Kind of acted like her brothers, but. She was. It was hard for her, you know, to not have those kids. You know, bringing it back to the media and what media portrays of these single guys. Um, I think it's important that we, as dads, let's set a tone of what kind of media we allow in the home. And I know maybe that's something we don't think about very much, but whatever we allow in the home, whether it's in form of music, in the form of television, in movies, uh, in anything really, books. That same spirit that was that was in that person who created it. So if it's a horror film and you guys are, you know, you're watching a horror film with your kids or with you, just even just you and your wife, what type of spirit is bringing, is coming into your home, right? What type of of feeling is there with you? And your kids are going to feel that. If you're listening to music with vulgar lyrics, that's talking about, You know, sex and drugs and money and all the stuff that we know as dads is not what we want our kids focused on. What is that going to teach the kids is okay, or what do they think is cool? Um, If we're if we're idolizing certain people in our lives, whether it's celebrities or athletes or whatever it is, social influencers, whatever. If we're idolizing these people, let's pick ones that have good morals, right, that have good, uh, you know, that they're good principally based people. To be able to teach these kids. and Anyway, I would just, you know, shout out a warning to everybody and say, hey, media is not going to be the ones to raise our kids. Right. They're not going to be the ones to set the tone or the example for our kids. It's up to us. And yeah, one to-
0: of the well, doing. I was to say, well, one of the good things about that, Bubba, is that now we do have access to so many great influencers that are online and there are so many. Uh, positive things that you can learn from on either YouTube or even on uh, Facebook. People that are posting this positive content, informative content. I mean, you could really, I mean, look at what we're doing right now. College kids are staying home and they're doing school from online. So uh, there's so many things you can do now because of the technology, but it is hard uh, sometimes to stay away from all that dangerous stuff that's so advertising. you got people that have been Probably you could add up they've played five years of their life playing candy Crunch on the on the phone, you know what I mean? all these different silly games that you could play on there. So if you can avoid that, there's so many benefits uh, to the technology for sure,
1: and it's always harder. You have to think about that. It's always harder to find and produce or 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 find and and teach your kids this good principle based content. It's harder. Because if you just flip on the TV and watch whatever's on there, you're gonna find whatever crap that's been put out there. So it takes more time to take that time away. Or if you want one-on-one time with your kids, that's hard. You gotta schedule it on your calendar. You gotta take them on a date night, do a daddy-daughter date, do a father-son date, and, and get it on the calendar. Make sure it's, it's uh, you know it's structured because life will fly by and you'll you'll regret not being able to have done those activities. Uh, with those kids you find out what your kids really enjoy and you should be the one teaching them you know we as dads we can be the ones out there throwing the ball even though we've got a work call at a conference thing make that time to to be there for the kids and it's something that has it's dramatically changed my life as I've I've I was hustling like crazy as an entrepreneur and you know my wife called me out she called me out um, you know, know, four or five years into our marriage, she was like, when you when you go on a business trip, how often do you think about us at home? And I was like, okay, I had to think about that. And it was sad. It was sad because I actually had to think about it instead of saying all the time. I'm all the time thinking about you guys. You, you as my wife and you, my kids, I'm always thinking about you. That wasn't the case and it was something that i was so involved in what i was doing in my life thinking that i'm i'm providing for my family so that's what should be my my sole focus in life and uh, and it brought regretful feelings that i hadn't been thinking about my kids as often or my wife as much and and i made it a point to try and make that change in my life and it's never too late for any of us that is listening and watching today or or it, here in the future if you've ever felt a little hit, ping of regret that we just didn't spend as much time or as much thought um, uh, thinking about our kids and thinking about our spouses, it's never too late to change. You can make that change right now, today, and have that positive attitude to say, I can do this. I can change. Like you said, you, you struggle with alcoholism, and it's something that everybody struggles with something, right? There isn't anybody out there who has not had some kind of a struggle. And and as you're overcoming that, it's more power to everyone out there that's seeing your example and, the, and your kids to be able to know that you are overcoming this huge uh, you know, struggle that they can also overcome whatever struggle that they're going to deal with in their life. And I hope we can I hope we can share those hard things with our kids as they are you know, mature enough to handle some of those pieces um, and, and try our best as as the example to, to really set it. And and uh, put a stake in the ground and uh, and become who we know we can become. God put us here for a good reason. and We've got a lot that we can do as, as dads and as husbands um, to get out there. And OK, I want to touch on one more, you know, one one other topic here that's maybe a little maybe I, I'll get some, you know, dislike thumbs on this one. Right. I got to bring it up. I was wearing a shirt, and I I should have worn it today. I was wearing a shirt to support uh, a a cause called Fight the New Drug. Now, Fight the New Drug was put out there. I I have no other affiliation other than I just think it's a good cause. It helps people overcome pornography. And, uh, you know, talking about dads, talking about single guys, it seems like growing up that pornography was totally fine. It was okay. Why not? doesn't hurt anybody. You're just looking at it, um, but the reality is, as more and more studies have come out, and as more and more uh, you know people are being uh, you know becoming addicted to something like this, it's causing major problems in their ability to have real relationships. And so, you know, I'd suggest if you're on social media, look at Fight the New Drug. Uh, they've got a website, they've got Instagram, they've got YouTube, and they have a ton of resources for anybody who might be struggling. And if you just thought that it was okay. As a dad or as a single guy, uh, to bring that stuff into your home or onto your cell phone or on your iPad or on who, whatever uh, HBO, take a second look and and look inward and say, how can you be a better husband? How can you be a better father? And if you re- if you take out any of that filth and that nasty content from your life, it will free you. And I can promise you this. It can free you from the weight that you may not even know is on your shoulders. Um, but uh, it's a topic I don't think too many people think about right now in, in this day and age. Nobody's really talking about it. Um but yeah, so- I, I
0: brought. I, I'll say I, I brought it up a few times on the show here because oh. my my oldest my oldest is 13 years old, so it's one of the things that I, you know um, that, that I do worry about. Only because really is is the access to it is so simple right now. Like when we were kids, when I was a kid, if one kid had a Playboy magazine in the school, he was like the man. Everybody hung around his locker. Everybody wanted to be his friend. But uh, today. You just if, if a kid is curious and he Googles naked woman, he's going to get four thousand pictures and videos of this stuff. So it's so simple now to access it that that's, I think, what's created so much of the problem. And and if you start growing up that way from scratch, I think that is definitely going to lead to some very serious problems in the way that you do have uh, relationships down the line because you're introduced to it at such a young age.
1: And we've been teaching our kids even at as young as five and six years old. About the harms of pornography, and, I, and it's not that we're showing our kids and saying don't look at this, right? We're teaching our kids that hey, our bodies are sacred, right? Our bodies are 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 private, and when when uh, if, if you know we're teaching our kids about inappropriate touching, right? Making sure that uh, as a dad and a mom, we're teaching our kids that hey, nobody should be touching you, right? Nobody should be looking at you, and you shouldn't be looking at them, whether it's in person or whether it's uh, you know on on a screen. Those are things that will have a negative impact on their lives. And as we teach them, it's you know interesting. We t- tell them that if they see it, which it's not. We shouldn't even say if. It's when, right? In this world, yeah. It, you know, my kid, he was looking up. Literally, my wife helped him on the computer that's out in the open. We don't have computers that are hidden in. We don't have TVs and computers in individual rooms, because in our in our family, we don't want any of that to even be applicable, right? Right now, our kids are young enough that they don't. Have their own phones. You know, we'll look at what kind of parental supervision and there's a new phone called Gab, G A B B Wireless that has zero internet access. It's like a anyway first time phone thing. Anyway, you should take a look at that. Um, But we don't have computers. We don't have laptops. We don't have iPads, TVs. None of that in individual rooms. If we have a family computer and that's out in the family room so that everybody can see it. My wife was helping my son. He was seven at the time. My daughter was like five and a half, six, and uh, and they were sitting around the computer, and she typed in Google, um, dirt bike clip art. And you know clip art's like the little cartoon figures, right? Because he was doing a school project. He loves dirt bikes, so he wanted to have a picture of a dirt bike in his little project. Well, he so she types it in. You know, The first few images are all just clip art cartoons. She walks 10, 20 feet away in the kitchen and he's scrolling and he sees a lady on a dirt bike a real image not a cartoon and it shows the back her back that's completely undressed and so she's on this dirt bike her back's undressed and he yells cuz we've taught our kids he yells pornography he just yells it out there says pornography we teach them what it is and then we tell them that they need to look away immediately look away shut the laptop turn off your phone Whatever it is, close that browser. So yell what it is so your brain and your eye, you can recognize what is going on. Yell it, pornography. Then he turns, you know, he turns uh, the tries. At his age, he didn't. He just turned away and said, Mom, there's pornography on the computer. She comes running over, obviously, and hits the X, you know, to X out on the screen. And we had this incredible moment to be able to talk to them. Luckily, we had, we had, uh, the 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 you know inspiration to even teach them at that young of an age what pornography is, and for them to know that they can control um, when they see something that it's going to be curious. They're going to want to look. Their minds are going to want to dive in and go down that path. And we have to help train them that that's not appropriate, right? That is not appropriate. That a husband and a wife. They can come together and have an incredible relationship when that time is right, but not right now, right? And you don't need to be looking at it. So it was just an incredible thing to think about that our six year old and our five or seven year olds, six, seven year old were exposed to that in our own home with filters and everything on. Uh, but anyway, I'd say just as dads, take a time tonight. It doesn't matter the age of your kids. Talk to them about pornography Talk to them about the painful effects it can have on them having real life relationships, the expectation of intimacy and in marriage, and uh, and the reality of life that pornography is never going to give them, and it'll only take away. It will never give. And anyway, that's my soapbox. Sorry to take so much time. <laughs> But I just no, feel well, like-
0: well said. I, I think it's a definitely an issue that we've all encountered, especially as our kids are hitting, you know, teenage years and uh, even even dads themselves that have uh, uh, real serious problems with uh, the, you know, like I said, the access to it is so simple where you don't have to go to look for it. It's right on your phone uh, that you carry with you all day long. So the, the access is there. And, uh, you know, you've hit on a lot of it here as we were talking, um, you know, uh, last thing I'd like to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, maybe you can hit this in a simple capsule form. What type of advice would you have for the new dad out there or for the about to be father who's out there listening?
1: All right, about to be father, it is time to focus on your wife. It is time to focus on that girl in your life who has made you a better man. Uh, They will always be your better half, in my opinion. Um, I just think that putting that perspective on on sacrificing whatever you need to do to help your wife, because uh, I know divorce happens. I know it happens, and it happens to the best of us. Um, but if you can, try your best to sacrifice to keep that relationship and that love alive, um, to be able to help that relationship as you have children, to stay there and uh, to do just the best you can. And obviously, things happen that are that are sometimes outside of your control and, and nobody can blame anybody for that. But, um, the reality is do the best you can for your wife. And the why why I say for an expecting father to think about his wife is because that example you set as a husband and wife together for your kids, for the lifetime of those children will have some of the biggest impacts you can ever imagine. Um, so that's what I would say is number one, you know, make sure you're focusing on that wife and, and what her needs are and trying to do the best you can to sacrifice. And, and let's as fathers, <clears throat> let's be less self-centered. Let's be less of the, you know, what television portrays us as, you know, uh, drinking something, uh, watching this sports show or at ESPN and, and letting mom take care of everything else. Let's not be that. Let's be the guy who's on the ground playing with our kids. Let's be the guy who is asking our wives, what can I do to help? Um, who's, who's cleaning up, you know, after dinner or who's cooking dinner wh- whatever. Right. Um, and then when you're thinking about your kids, I'd say one-on-one time, one-on-one time is so easily forgotten in this day and age. And uh, it even gets harder, the more kids you have. And so it, it's, it's something that you have to plan for. You have to structure in your, in your life, but one-on-one time where you get a chance to teach your kids those important principles Last father-daughter, you know, daddy-daughter date I had, I taught my daughter that the the, the guys that she, she'll date someday need to open the door for her. And I know maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I just feel like there's respect that needs to be given. So I know that wasn't short, but focus on the wife, and then make sure one-on-one time. I'd say those are the two principles to remember.
0: Yeah, very well said. I love the message. Uh, This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Bubba Page, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood.
1: Hey, lots of love. Thanks for having me on.
0: Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Bubba Page for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in Friday on the podcast. I have got an awesome guest joining me here, the Iceman himself, Wim Hof will be here. Make sure you lock it into my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here next week. I got some great guests coming your way. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.